It is Friday night, and the mood is right. Let's have a nice time. Gonna have some fun. Show you how it's done. TGIF. It is Friday night, and the mood is right. Let's have a nice time. Gonna have some fun. Show you how it's done. Welcome to week number 227 of the Two Guys into Fridays podcast. My name is Steven. That over there is Travis. Hey there, Steve. That is he. You are there. That is me. This is we. And uh, we've got a little short one for you today. Just two brand new episodes. There was a couple reruns that aired, so we'll get into those in a minute. But Quick and easy. Before we do that, thank you to The Real Young Kiss for the theme song this week. The Real Young Kiss in the house! TGIFcast at gmail.com. If you want to send in your own version of the theme song at TGIFcast on all social media, follow us, get updates, find out where we were, and I will tell you, whether they have us there or not, we're going to be at GalaxyCon this year. Oh, yeah. Yep. They, the biggest GalaxyCon announcement in I don't know how many years, five year history, six year history. They have obviously history. been listening to this show. Yes. They know the person that we've been trying to reach. They know yes. that he may or may not be ducking us for the last five years. And uh, they said, you know what? We're going to throw a bone to those uh, two guys in the Fridays, guys. We're going to get this guy there. And then he's, they're not going to have, he's not going to have a choice but to talk to them. It has to happen. That's right. They got Brendan from Step by Step. That, that's not this one. No, I'm kidding. Jaleel. That's not any, that's not, that's not any of them. White. Steve Delight. Urkel himself. Urkel. Will be at GalaxyCon Richmond. And so will we. We will be there. One way or another. No matter what, we are there. Uh, we are going to talk I, to him. We're we're going to plan this right this time. We're definitely going to go to his table and talk to him so we get more than one second like the Boy Meets World people. Yes. Well, I talk to them at their tables. It's still, they still weren't very receptive. You're going to do both or are you going to do just the uh, table? It, so I am going to do just the table uh-huh. unless they start bringing in more. Like, like if they do oh. more Family Matters folks. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't see much value in the, in the like group and like the pay for picture. I mean, if it's a group, I get it. Like it kind of just looks fun, but you don't get to really talk to them much. It's like, you're so rushed and I don't know. It just wasn't, wasn't my thing. I I prefer. I'm a, I'm a table table guy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So the problem is this might be the first person ever that I bring multiple things to get signed by. Oh, Um, and I don't, I don't get things signed to sell <laughs> things signed for me. So like there's no, there's no value beyond like the intrinsic value of me getting something signed by Jaleel white. Um, so what are you but, getting? Well, I have the, I have the Urkel, the Urkelo cereal box. Okay. So I feel like that's a definite. Um, and then I want to get at least one trading card signed by him. And then I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the binder that the trading cards are in. And it's that weird material that doesn't really, you know, doesn't take ink well. What do you but mean? The card itself? No, like the card binder, like the the that like puffy binder material, you know, like the cover of a like a card binder. Okay. You know, it, like a like a is portfolio. it a Steve like a binder? Well, it is. A, it's a TG. It's you know, it's it's branded for the card collection. Okay. And Steve is on the front, but I was also thinking I could use that as like a bigger piece and get all the people that are like 
as part of the, that set to sign it. Like if I ever meet the, the perfect strangers folks or, you know, the full house folks, they could sign things like that. Yeah. But I'm just not sure how well the ink would sit on the, on the material. I think I'm going to go uh Steve Urkel Funko pop, make it easy. You saw he's it's, it's a little bit extra for the Funko pop. Oh yeah. How much more? Like 20 bucks extra. I think it's 60 for a regular thing and 70 for the pop. It's worth like it. That. It's worth I mean, I don't, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just letting you know. All right. But definitely the Urkelos. Definitely at least a trading card. Potentially. What, what year is this box of Urkelos from? Oh, I have no idea. Is this 90s cereal or is this yeah. like... Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well... I also have... <clears throat> you know what? I have a book somewhere too. Family Matters book that I might might think about. Well, we'll be there. GalaxyCon Richmond. Uh, it's happening March 15th through 17th this year. We assume that we'll be doing a panel. If anything changes, we'll let you know. But we will be there no matter what. So if you want to come hang out with us, if you want to get in line and watch us uh, talk to Steve, I don't know what we're going to say. We'll figure something out. But uh, March 15th through 17th, throw it in your calendar now. We'll be there. Steve will be there. Urkel will be there. We'll all be there. All right. So... Before we get into the episodes this week, we do like to see what was going on in the world 30 years ago, the week that these episodes would have aired. Now, the actual air date we know was back in 94. What was the actual date? It's like uh, January something. Friday, January 21st, 1994. I got a a few stories for you this week. Maybe four. I'll try to get through them quick. Um, Story number one, Lawrence Taylor, football player, retires from the NBA. Or not from the NBA, from, NFL. From the NBA? NFL. I was like, I didn't know. I know, I know what sport he plays, but the more important sport is the sport that he plays next year when he fights Bam Bam Bigelow in WrestleMania. Oh, next, in 1995. 95, yeah. I'm trying to imagine Lawrence Taylor as a as a basketball player because he'd be fine. He's a big dude. I don't, th- well, I don't think he'd be, t- I don't think he'd be very quick, like agile wise. He's a big guy, but he, he, I mean, he was a pretty dirty player. We all know that. That's not a secret. So like I could, do, well, I can just see him beating people up the whole time. Yeah, right in the paint, elbows, blocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like real good defensive, right under the basket kind of guy. So that happened on the fifteenth. Also, same day, Queen Elizabeth falls off her horse and breaks her wrist. <laughs> guess. I, mean, I guess if you're that happens, the hazards of being a queen. Uh, then we go to the nineteenth of January. Okay, we're good. <clears throat> Um, Keep coming. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. It's the ninth annual. We got some big names this year. Grateful Dead, Elton John, John Lennon, Bob Marley, and Rod Stewart among the inductees. That's a huge list of people. Like, was this the second year they were open? So nine, they were nine, like, nine. No, they always do like this many. There was even like five or six more than no, that. No, I mean the quality of Oh, the quality's the huge. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the full list. The animals, the band, Dwayne Eddy, Grateful Dead, Elton John, John Lennon, Bob Marley, Rod Stewart. That's those are like huge names. Yeah. What did they did they just like who did they put in the eight year? years before yeah. that? <laughs> well, the, right. Like what what is going on in this world? Chuck Bear. I mean, the first year is pretty good too, but Jesus, man, that is a heck of a class to be to be part of. Yep, uh, that was on uh, the nineteenth of nineteen ninety four, and then I've got uh, one more story. Um, we've talked about this uh, this case before, but we okay. finally have a result. 
January 21st, 1994, Lorena Bobbitt found not guilty, pleading temporary insanity. She's not held liable for anything. All she has to do is get a 45-day evaluation. She's free to go. And good for her. Good for her. That's what I got for news. Oh, what about movies? I really know the more appropriate response there. Uh, all right. Songs. We'll start with, the, with songs, mu- music. Uh, the last week of Mariah Carey's Heroes. So we will have a new one next week. Uh, so goodbye, Mariah Carey, for now and for 2014 or for 1994. Um, I'm sure we'll see you again. New movie. Number one movie was the movie Philadelphia, the Tom Hanks, Denzel Washington legal drama. Um, so it was a. I don't even know big... what that movie's about. Um, Tom Hanks is is a gay man who has AIDS and is fired from a from the law for, for uh, law firm that he works for, uh-huh. and um, and he, he files a lawsuit against them for discrimination, and and that's the that's the movie. What's Denzel uh, Tom, do? He's he's ends up being the attorney for for Tom Hanks. Okay, he's supporting Tom in this case. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's an interesting dynamic and relationship. It's a, it's a, re- I mean, it's a really good movie. Tom Hanks won Best Actor. Uh, you know, Bruce Springsteen won Best Original Song for the movie. It was nominated for a couple other Oscars, but it, it was a big, it was a big. All right. It started like Tom Hanks's like two or three year run of of consecutive Academy Award crushing wins. it. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Any Wait. birthdays? No birthdays. No Julia White birthday this week. No, that wasn't. His is around Christmas, isn't it? Or Thanksgiving? Oh, did it just happen? Like, right around a holiday. Thought maybe they were like, "Happy birthday, Jaleel. For your birthday present, we have given you the opportunity to talk to two guys in the Fridays." This he, well, here's what happened: is he's like he heard when we wished him happy birthday back in November, uh-huh. and if you remember, I said, "You're the gift. We're inviting you on the show. That's your gift. You know, you're welcome on the show anytime. Happy birthday." And he's like, "God, he's like, look, man, I need, I just need someone to pay for a flight and a hotel. How do I figure that out?" And then he's like, oh, awesome con. I've worked with them in the past. Galaxy? Gal- Galaxy con. I've worked with them in the past. Let me Awesome dial con's not pulling a guest like this. No. Well, I mean, they've got pretty good. They've got a decent lineup this year. It's a lot better than last year. I mean, it's not Doctor Who, but it's uh, it's a lot better than last year. Julia White there? No. Case closed. But they're doing like a Breaking Bad reunion. All right. You ready for episodes? Is that it? I am. Did, yeah, were there any yeah. birthdays? I know no I kind birthday. of no, no birthdays. No birthdays. Family Matters is where we're starting off because we love Jaleel White. He's our favorite person. Jaleel White. Today is Jaleel White Day. Today is Jaleel White Day. Season 5, Episode 15. Good Cop, Bad Cop is the name of the episode. It starts off. We got Laura and Steve. They're watching TV. I think they're watching Boys to Men. It's not Boys to Men. Laura is <laughs> getting into it. Steve is trying to get close to Laura, and then I find out, no, this is not Boys to Men. Who is it? Shine? Is that who it is? Shy. Shy, Shy like S-H-Y? S-H- they spell it S-H-I. Sure. S-H-A-I. Excuse me. S-H-A-I. Even better. She you, goes, know this, you, you probably know this group, even though you don't know this song. Yeah, maybe. Anyways, she goes... You know this and if... Uh, wait, oh, God, that was bad. If I have that... If I, I can never get the, the, the rhythm right on this one. It's like, the, if I ever fall in love with you, I hope that... Oh man, I can't do it right now. All right. So true. I know. Laura's obsessed with Shine. The ladies just like. Okay. I kind of got where you're going. Uh, She's just obsessed with Shine. And then. Something like that. 
she goes into this dream sequence where she's just dreaming that uh, they come <laughs> over to her house, which, I mean, is very possible. They have pop stars uh, at this house all the time. All the time. All the time. I'm sure Eddie can make a call. Shy would show Eddie up knows for people. Laura. Eddie knows at least two two pop stars, one of which might not talk to him. And a manager. Anymore, but... Right? Well, I mean, sure, but it's as a relation to yeah. a pop star, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, um, and I'm sure Estelle knows plenty. Oh, Estelle knows everybody. So she's having this dream. Shy walks in the front door. They start singing for her. But very quickly, Shy turns into four copies of Steve Urkel. And this is great. They're all singing. And it's Steve in four, like four Steve Urkels just in the living room, like lip syncing to this Shy song. And it's pretty funny. It's good. It's good. It's good. It is. Um. As good as this scene is, when we get to the end of this episode or whenever we talk about the episode in, in full, this scene is a is the one of the epitomes of why I really didn't like this episode. Oh, okay. One of the reasons. One of the one of the like we'll talk about it at some point, but So they all turn to Steve. Of course, Laura freaks out. She screams, she wakes up from this dream, and uh I can't remember what happened. Steve like says something and then they end the episode scene yeah something silly yeah uh theme song we come back to carl he's watching football he's getting into it. it's probably the bears i'm pretty sure it is and i just uh, want to say the scene you can clearly see there's no tv in that cabinet you can like see through the holes in the back oh, no. the holes in the back and you can clearly see that there's no television in that tv cabinet he's getting into it he's getting excited someone's running for a touchdown he's running along with them it's a touchdown he starts celebrating jumps on the couch he's going crazy eddie and waldo come in they're also going crazy. Everyone's happy. It's a good time until Waldo accidentally lets out that Eddie got a speeding ticket the other day. Eddie. All to, Eddie, Eddie said, to tell dad. Yeah. don't talk about this in front of my dad. What do you know? Waldo talks about it in front of his dad. Waldo quickly gets out of there and Carl gets real mad at Eddie. Well, before he can even get out of there, he also lets it slip that it's his second one this year. Oh, he didn't know about the first one either? No. Ugh. So, uh, yeah. Second ticket this year. Oh, no, year. you're right. I'm sorry. Waldo does run out, and then they bring up the second speeding ticket of the year part. Sorry, Eddie's second that. ticket of the year. Um, I, I think he calls it reckless driving, but, I mean, it is, right? 86 miles an hour? I mean, uh, yeah, as far as I know. I don't know if that was the rule back then, but... Uh, that's my. Like, I think that's the general rule of thumb we, we all drive by. Carl's like, you were driving reckless, and the worst part is you tried to hide it from me. And Carl says... If you get one more ticket this year, I'm taking away your license for a year. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think it is more, do you think, okay, so clearly Eddie didn't use his whole like, hey, my dad's a cop to try to get out of the ticket. Do you think that's more noble? Do you, like in sacrificing, not telling his dad to, to who? be honest. Is this to, in general, or is this to Carl what's more noble? Like, generally, I, I do you think that it's more noble for him to, like, take the ticket and try to just take care of it himself instead of using the cop as my dad card, trying to get his dad to resolve it for him so he doesn't have to deal with it because he's a cop? Like, I, th- I mean, I think that there's some I don't know if that was the intent, but I think that there's some uh, maturity in what. Yeah, he's done I mean, I'm OK with him not dropping the cop card, but I think he also needs to tell his parents. I mean, this could lead to his license actually being restricted or taken. Yeah. From and if him. they're paying the insurance, which we have no idea if they are, probably not, goes up, right? Probably goes up. Yeah. Yeah. It's that car, man. His car's just too flashy. He's, yeah. he's going to get tickets. 
So he, they, uh, Carl threatens taking his license away for his year. Eddie, of course, gets mad. He goes upstairs. And then, of course, Waldo pops back in and says that, uh, tell Eddie I'm real sorry. I didn't mean to talk about it in front of you. And uh, at least I didn't let out the part about him skipping class. <laughs> so he lets that out as well. Waldo. Go to the kitchen. Laura and Steve, they're studying real hard. Steve can't help but uh, staring at Laura the entire time while they're studying. She gets a little, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, annoyed. Yeah, annoyed's good. And uh, then Richie comes down and says. He also kind of tries to get like a little close to her. He's not just staring at her. He's kind of he's kind of putting a little bit of moves on yeah. her. Yeah. Scooching over. She gets mad. Richie comes down and says, I don't feel so good. And uh, we find out. He's just trying to get out of going to the dentist tomorrow. He's fine. He just doesn't want to go to the dentist. Right. And then uh, Steve makes it even worse by talking about like, oh, the dentist is great. They do all this drilling and stuff. And Richie gets even more upset about going to the dentist. And then Steve offers to take Richie to the dentist and uh, bribes him with a little ice cream after they're all done. Seems to work. Richie's going to go. Not complain about it. Uh, Back in the 90s. I remember from the dentist, you couldn't eat like uh, at least an hour after you go to the dentist. Well, I think that's if you get fluoride. I think back in the but day. But I feel like when you fluoride. were a kid, when you were that age, you're getting fluoride every time. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think they do that anymore. They don't no, anymore. I mean, they don't anymore. I think like once a year I get fluoride. But So he's bribing him with something that he can't even come through with a dentist. The dentist is just going to be like, hey, don't forget, don't eat until dinner. And then Steve's like, oh, sorry about that ice cream, Richie. Uh, he'll still get him ice cream. It's not right away. All right, so then we go to the adults watching TV. Carl and Harriet and Estelle, they're all out there. And uh, Carl's like, hey, Harriet, would you like some pie? And she's like, yeah, sure. And he's like, okay, why don't you go get us a couple pieces? And then Estelle gets mad, and she's like, no, you go get it yourself. And then Eddie comes in. Well, the, the, the end of that joke is, so he gets up to go get it himself, and then Estelle says, oh, get me some while you're while you're in there. That's right. Then Eddie comes in, and then we have a big old shift in this episode. It goes from, let's try to get all the funny out, to let's get real serious. I would I would argue with that idea. I think that what they do is they... Uh, well, I, I don't want to talk about it until the end, so I can give a better summary, but I, I, I disagree a little bit with your premise. Eddie comes in. He says, Dad, we got to talk. You'll never guess what happened. I got pulled over again, and I didn't even do anything. They gave me a ticket for not using my signal and it's not fair i didn't do anything and before he can even finish the story carl's like hand over your license because that was the deal if he got a ticket that he was going to lose his license for a year but uh eddie is freaking out like this is serious he's making it serious um tells his parents what happened apparently he got pulled over he got a rat harassed he got pulled out of the car he got put on the ground he got handcuffs put on him and he believes that it was because he was a black guy in a white neighborhood and he got right. singled out. Yep. And Carl at this point um, is like, I'll look into it. I'll see what I can. F- I'll see. You know, I, I, you know, you've lied to us in the past, but I'll, I'll look into it and see what I can find out. And this sets Eddie off. Eddie gets real mad. He's mad that his dad doesn't believe him. He acts like, I mean, I think he says at this point, this is like the worst day he ever had. Like nothing like this has ever happened to him. But I mean, it's, what is it, the whole uh, cry wolf deal? Like, uh, Eddie's lied a couple yeah. times, so Carl doesn't believe him right away, so. Right. And what, what Eddie says is, like, I thought it was bad that, 
I got pulled over. I thought that was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. But what was worse is coming home and my own dad not believing me. Yeah. So. so that's setting up that story for this episode. We then go uh, to Richie at the dentist. He's there with Steve. He's in his chair. He's getting checked out. And you know what? The dentist says, Richie, your teeth look great. Here's some dental floss. And go Steve, get some ice cream for yourself, bud. Steve uh, gets uh, real excited about this dental floss, and the dentist says, uh, "You can have some too, but you gotta—I gotta check you out first. And Steve's like, "All right, no problem. I've got great teeth. I'm very confident on how clean they are. I brush my teeth every day. No problem." Insurance card. Hops in that chair, and uh, real quickly, the dentist says, "Oh, guess what I found? You got a cavity." and uh from there we go right to work well i think steve sent richie out to the uh waiting room for some reason i don't understand why but i don't either richie's out in the either. waiting room and then steve uh they, they i guess he's gonna get this cavity taken care of right away right right now then he must have great insurance this doctor's like just jump in you can do whatever man let's go what you want some you want a crown you want some teeth whitening i can do it all yeah so we eventually get to the point where he's going to have to use laughing gas on Steve to uh, get this cavity taken care of. Right. So, um, this next scene, probably after commercial break, the gas has been applied. He's taking the mask off and it is affecting Steve a big time. He's cracking jokes. He's uh, making himself laugh like crazy. Just laughing at everything that he says himself. And uh, he also is like, keeps spraying the doc with like the little, squirter thing that's he's making jokes he's having fun we saw this already and st- and perfect strangers, perfect strangers three years ago but you know whatever that shows off the air now we can copy everything on that show everything well they've got the set they're like well we've got a dentist set we've got uh you know we've got all the tools we've got and stuff. A squirt gun. use that yeah let's do it um yeah but that it's just a physical comedy set for like three minutes here of spraying the dentist and laughing and that's about it yes then we got Carl. He's walking into this diner. Um, a couple cops are sitting at the uh, table right when he walks in. And uh, Carl goes right up to him. And he's like, yo, you two. You work the shift over here, don't you? Well, you remember pulling over whatever car Eddie's got? And they're like, yeah, we remember. Black guy was driving. And Carl snaps on the cops. Well, they, I just want to say the one cop, Jack, the older cop who is the pro, the, the the biggest problem in yeah. this situation. They don't even the the they don't even give him a chance, and and they shouldn't. I'm like I'm not saying he he needs a chance, but like as soon as Carl walks in and starts walking towards him, he has a bad attitude because he just he just doesn't he just doesn't want to be around black people. It seems like 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 he won't he barely shakes Carl's hand. He gives him attitude immediately. Like he's just he's just an asshole. Yeah, like, I, I know where up. this guy was January sixth. I'm pretty sure. So cop says that, uh, yeah, well, uh, we pulled him over because he's in the wrong part of town. And this whole thing just turns into Eddie was black. He was in the rich white part of town and stay out of this area. Yeah. What the two cops that are sitting at this table, the older guy hates black people. And the younger guy is kind of stuck because he's brand new. And this is the guy that he's shadowing for his first year on the force or whatever. Yeah. He's kind of trying to defend him a little, but also like just, is like doesn't know what to do because he doesn't really have much of an option in his his perception. But yeah, this guy is like overtly racist in front of an entire diner full of people. 
and then is like, you'll never prove I was racist. So, yeah, <laughs> it was pretty pretty funny. Pretty funny in that, like, what are you what are you thinking? Kind of funny way. Yeah, and Carl, I mean, he lays it into him, tells him that you guys harassed my son because he's black, and then the older cop, like, tries to stand up and walk out. Eventually, he does get out, and I feel, I can't remember what Carl, like, says to him right before he leaves, but... He says, I'm, you know, Evans, I'm I'm shocked that your badge stays on because it's pinned in nothing but slime Ugh, or something that was like it. that. No, that was and it. And that, and that, well, yeah, in some, in some verbiage, but, like, the guy, the, I mean... To to the crowd, and that is just like the coldest diss in ever. Like the crowd stops silent. Um, so yeah, yeah. And he said at this point, Carl's also told him he's going to file a complaint and blah blah blah. Yeah. So older cop he walks out of the diner. Younger cop is kind of slowly coming behind him. Uh, he talks. Carl talks to him real quick though. He's like, "Hey, tell me about yourself." And we find out this is where he's a year in the force. And uh, he joined because he wants to make a difference. He wants to be one of the good guys and be able to take out all the bad guys. And then uh, Carl's like, well, you know what? Your partner's one of the bad guys. That was a better line than the slime line. I like both lines. Also, uh, we find out here that Carl is a crueler and coffee type of guy. I like a good crueler. All right. So from the diner, we go back to the house. Eddie's on the couch. Carl gets home. Carl tells him what he did. He's like, I went there. I talked to him. And you know what? You were right. Uh, I'm sorry that I didn't believe you, but I am a cop. I have to kind of support that as well. I had to go check it out for myself. And uh, you know what? Me and you, we'll go down to the police office uh, together, the station, and file a report together. And Eddie's like, a report? That's it? That's all you can do? That's the punishment these two are going to get? They're only going to get a report for what they did to me? They embarrassed me. They threw me on the ground. They put me in cuffs. And you're going to... That's all it is going to be a a report that we're going to put in? A complaint? And then Eddie starts crying. And they hug each other. And Eddie cries some more. They hug each other some more. And then Eddie's like, all right, Dad, I'll go file that complaint with you. And then they hug again. And that's the end of the episode. That's it. You want to talk about your problems here, or you want to wait till after the finish it up, and then we'll scene. talk about it. Bonus scene at the credits. Laura is studying. Steve comes over. Um, he's hurting from the dentist. He's got a big old thing in his mouth. We find out it's just a piece of cheese. It's not gauze, but uh, he's got. A Do you think neat- he did what? See, I couldn't tell if that was a joke or not because of the way he laughs after she reads that. Like he was oh, joking. It could have been. Like he's still either way. Laughing doesn't yet. matter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, or just making trying just making a joke. Yeah, so he hands Laura a note um, that pretty much says he can't talk, and he's going to be unable to come over for the next seven days because he's got to be on bed rest, healing up after this apparently worst cavity in the world. And uh, he leaves, and as he's leaving, she's acting like she feels real bad and that she's going to miss him so much. But of course, as soon as he closes that door. She celebrates and does an equally impressive touchdown dance that Carl did earlier in the episode. And that's it. Now you want to talk? Yeah, go for it. So I will say this is probably one of the most famous episodes. This is whole it? 
the whole scene with the with the, or the whole premise with with Eddie and getting pulled over and and, and Carl going to the cops. It's probably one of the most well-known episodes of Family Matters, arguably, but I would say it's up there. So um, this is my thing. Like, I don't think when they when they put episodes on reruns, I think they leave this type of episode out most of the time. I think they try to take out the serious episodes and uh, put in just the funny yeah. ones. Like, I don't see this I, one airing on reruns very often, if ever. I bet you if you make a top 10 list of, like, if you ask, like, people. What were like, the best 10 of the episodes show, of Family Matters? This, this would be on most of those lists. Okay, okay. Um, Here's my problem. Here's why re-watching it now. Like, I remember the whole Eddie part. That storyline is what I, I think is, is the most well-known. The rest of this episode was just essentially non-sequitur gags that they had, like, laying around. They just paste it around the main storyline. Like, sure, yeah. there's some con- continuity with the with the dentist visit, but you look at the okay, you look at the other scenes. So you've got the the opening scene with them on the couch with Shy. Does nothing, nothing to do at with all. Anything. Sure, you've got Laura and and Urkel studying, which is just like another Urkel Laura bit where he hits on her. She tells him to go away. Blah blah blah, and then and then kind of. You know, Richie comes in to set off the dentist thing. The dentist bit is just a three minute. It's just a setup so that Urkel can do this three minute gag that means nothing to the to the greater story of anything. Um, you've got the like bit of going to get the pie. I mean, I get it that it brings everybody in the room so that Eddie has people to talk to when he comes home, but you don't need that. You could have just done that with with Carl because Harriet, while she's part of that conversation, doesn't lend anything to the conversation. She doesn't support Eddie. She doesn't support Carl. She just kind of stands there in shock. Um, so you've got this pie gag where the with a punchline of Estelle getting getting Carl to get her a piece of pie. You just got all these non sequitur gags kind of like donutting the main storyline, which is really unusual because normally you have another consistent storyline and it just feels lazy. It feels like they were like, well, we've got this really serious thing. Do we want to build an entire storyline around it or do we just want to jam a bunch of stuff in there that we haven't used? See, and that's where I get it. Like, I think that makes sense. Like uh, they come to the table. They're like, hey, we really want to talk about this. This is an important thing. It's going on in the real world. Let's put in our episode. I know it's going to be a really serious episode, but we can surround it with other stuff to make it funny on the outside while this is the main thing on the inside. I think you could have done that in a more consistent way. I feel yeah. like it was just I feel like you could have had a funnier. I think if you would like really focused in on the on the dentist thing and had that as a parallel storyline. But I don't as opposed I think to just they don't want these. I don't think they want to take away from the series. I think yeah. they want the serious thing and I think they just needed some stuff to fill like. I hear you. It didn't. I'll tell you. It didn't work for me. Okay. Um. I felt. I felt just really disconnected from the whole thing. I. I did also want to mention that they really play up when when Steve is talking to Richie about going to the dentist. They uh-huh. really played up in that same way that they did recently with another episode where we're like, this is clearly done for you know the the uh the public service announcement type yeah, yeah. style stuff. Drug episode um, maybe or that probably. Or, you said it was with Richie. The dentist when he was talking to Richie about going to the dentist. No, the other episode that was similar. No, no, no. I don't remember. I don't. Uh, I don't remember okay. what. But it was. It was another like. P, it was like very heavy like PSA style conversation of drugs or like you said. Whatever, yeah, yeah. Whatever okay. It was. All right. I don't know. The episode didn't didn't work for me. I mean, you know, you you take out like the main the main storyline, which I think is I think that was all really good. Um, the rest of it I just didn't didn't connect with. 9.30. It's Hanging with Mr. Cooper time. Season 2, episode 14. It's my party and I'll die if I want to. That's the name of it. We start off, we got Nicole, we got Tyler. Um, 
you know, they're in the kitchen and they've got a little baby monitor out and they're listening to it where they have put the uh, other side of it in Coop's room so they can, uh, well, they say one thing, but they're, they're listening to him on the phone call talking to some girl, right? Yep, that is correct. Um, he does catch them on the baby monitor, goes into the kitchen. Um, they mentioned here, too, for the first time that uh, it's Coop's birthday coming up and they're trying to figure out, like, what to get him. Is that what their excuse is? Well, technically, he says that over the phone. He says that on the phone conversation, but yeah, they, that's, right. that's what they're saying is that they're trying to figure out what to get him for his birthday. Yeah, and uh, we find out that uh, this baby monitor they got from Tyler's dad because he would use it to listen in on the babysitter and then Vanessa and Geneva get home. Yeah, and we find out that everybody is overcharging each other for bills. Yeah, like Coop's charging uh, Geneva an extra 10 bucks for groceries. They're charging him an extra 10 bucks for electric and Geneva's charging Vanessa 10 bucks or something. So it all just evens out in the end, whatever it is. Yeah, it's silly. Um, Coop is hoping that they are going to be throwing him like a birthday party or surprise birthday party, but they kind of, uh, they kind of say, nope, we're not doing that. No, I, I can't, I cannot tell if they have forgotten that his, it is his birthday or if like, they're just playing it off. Like they're, yeah, it's, yeah, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I didn't care for either episodes this week. And this episode was really frustrating because I just couldn't figure out what the heck was going on. So like what the intention was most of the time. I think they're trying to hide that they're doing something for him. I do think that. they. So you think they've already got something in the works? Yep, I do. Okay. Um, Theme song. We come back to Vanessa uh, talking about planning a birthday gift for Mark. But really, she's just shopping for shoes for herself. Uh, Mark is listening in on the baby monitor at this point that uh, they got he got from Tyler trying to figure out what they're planning for his birthday. And then Tyler and Nicole get home and Tyler, they they almost catch him on the baby monitor, but I don't think they do. Right. They what do you mean? Like Tyler and Nicole, like when they walk in, Coop's on the baby monitor. Listening, uh, but yeah, yeah, I think he hides it. I, I think, think he, he hides. sits on it or something real quick. So they don't see him on it. But. Like when Tyler gets real close to Mark, he's looking at him and uh, he realizes that he's got some weird like Mark growth on his arm and uh, he's kind of concerned about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, who knows what it is? Uh, Mark takes a look at it, eventually sees it and I guess gets worried enough because the next scene is right at the doctor's office. He's at the doctor's office. He's getting checked out. He's being responsible. It's good. Yep. PSA. PSA stuff. Of course, they use a, a hot doctor, and Mark's checking her out, trying to hit on her. Um, she takes a look at the growth of his arm, uh, gets her tools out. He freaks out about using the syringe to numb it up or whatever. And uh, I guess they, like, scrape a sample. I don't know what they do. I thought they were just going to cut it off, but. A little biopsy. Yeah. No big deal. They take a little sample, says, uh, we'll send it off. We'll get an answer for three days, and we'll let you know what it is. So that's that. Yeah, I think that's pretty common for like a, a skin thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, bag of the house. Um, Vanessa and Geneva are talking about getting a gift from Mark. Uh, they, well, no, it's uh, I think it's Geneva and the kids are talking about it at this point. because I think it's just Geneva by herself. And then, yeah, Nicole and Tyler come down and say, hey, we, we decided we want to get uh, something from Mark. Some cassette tape or something. Can we get $20? And she's like, why do you need $20 to buy a $6 tape? He's like, we need more food. You guys don't put anything in your fridge. And then uh, Vanessa and Thaddeus get home from shopping. Um, they didn't find anything from Mark. And uh, Thaddeus also mentions here. I don't think he'd mentioned it 
in previous episodes that he's going to be running for mayor as well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is new. Yeah. Uh, Mark comes in right as he's saying this, that he's going to be running for mayor, and this is where we get our diss of the week. You're running for mayor. <laughs> What's your slogan? Feel black. Do the white thing. I like that. <laughs> All right, so... Um, after this, uh, Mark is kind of talking a little more about how he's worried about this growth and for, I think he mentions maybe to tell Vanessa and Geneva to be on the lookout for a phone call from the doctor in the next few days. Yeah, I think it comes up somehow. Here, just let me know if, they, if she calls. So we go in the kitchen. Uh, Vanessa and Geneva are talking about the party a little more. Um, Coop gets home, wants to know if the doctor called. Doctor has not called yet. And then Vanessa and Geneva discover this baby monitor that Mark has been listening to them on. Yes, they, he had it like up on the. It was it was not very well hidden, hidden. to begin with. Yeah, but this is where I got a little confused with this episode of like what was going on, like if they knew or what they were trying to do. Uh, but they know that he's listening at this point, so they're like, "Let's get him back." So I thought they were like, "All right, let's pretend that he's dying from the doctor," but. Apparently that's not the case. No, no, no. They, I, I actually appreciate this. I thought this was a bit of a twist on a, on a like kind of played out trope where they start to actually tell, like kind of act like they're playing the party and then they like cancel it because no one can come, no one come at all. And then basically all this stuff. And he thinks, I mean, you know this, but he thinks that they are canceling it because he, they found out he's dying and there's no reason to have a party if he's dying. And so now he thinks he's dying. Mark's freaking out. He's crying in bed. He's going to die. Well, he thinks he is. Poor guy. A little later, uh, Coop is walking around the house, all worried about dying. The doorbell rings. It's Thaddeus. And uh, Coop's, like, being nice to Thaddeus for the first time. Tells him, (laughs) make sure you're taking care of Vanessa and Geneva. And does he tell Thaddeus that he's dying right here? I think he does. Um, I don't think he tells anyone that he's dying. I think he kind of make, makes comments that would imply that, but I don't think he, he like, directly says that he's Maybe dying. Maybe he says, like, when I'm gone or something like that. But, yeah, I mean, he yeah. does get to the point where, I mean, he t- so, like, Coop had, like, mentioned, I think, to Thaddeus about, like, all the stuff that he wants. He wants to meet Janet Jackson, go to Jamaica, meet some other people, and... Uh, Thaddeus is like, oh, yeah, I did all that. Like, uh, I did exactly that. And then... Uh, He's friends with Janet Jackson. Friends He's like, Janet. I can call her right now. We hang out. Yeah. And uh, Coop mentions to Thaddeus that, uh, well, I don't know how it gets brought up. Something about like the so mayor. So it gets brought up like this. Thaddeus is part of his mayor mayoral candidacy is uh, one of the things is like revitalizing this park. Um, and so he's he was talking about it already. And, and like someone's like, going to well, get a bench named after him, pay for that right, or something like right, that. Right, right. And Coop's like, gets the idea. Oh, I'm dying. I'll just give you whatever money it takes to name the park after me. <laughs> How much money was? Did he say five thousand dollars? Five thousand. That's it. That doesn't seem like a lot. No, not at all. That's a bench. That is that's maybe a bench, maybe a trash can, but that is not the na- the whole park. Maybe a brick. No, you get more than a brick for five grand. Brick's like a hundred bucks. So Coop's like, you know what? I still got that money from that uh, commercial. I like how he brings that up, the uh, shoe commercial. <laughs> so he's like, I'll write you a check because I mean, Coop's like, I'm gonna die anyway. So here's a check. Name the park after me. Thank you, Mayor Thaddeus. Done. Um, yeah so we go from there a little later on geneva and tyler and nicole are trying to figure out what song to sing because now they're just going to be singing a song and recording it on a blank cassette 
to give the mark rather than spending six dollars on a cassette that's already recorded. Right. I like it. Good idea. It's sweet. I did it once. You recorded your own music? More than once, actually. For gifts. Cool. There you go. Most memorable one, me and my sister recorded a duet for my grandfather once. Oh, that's sweet. Mark tells, uh, so, yeah, they're trying to figure out what song to sing. Vanessa comes in and says, hey, if anyone sees Mark, tell him the doctor call and that he's fine. So Vanessa goes back into the kitchen. Mark comes in seconds later. And uh, apparently Mark's been doing, like, just fill, filling out his bucket list, like, knocking everything off. He went skydiving. He's doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I don't understand. I don't even understand some of it. Like, because he, he, he talks about going, what, bungee jumping, swimming with sharks, and skydiving. So he lives in Oakland. I'm trying to figure out where you go to swim with sharks in Oakland. I'm also trying to figure out sea why World you would... SeaWorld is not too far. You think, you think SeaWorld has swimming with sharks? Yeah. Maybe for him. Okay. He's just cutting he wasn't, checks. He was... He was in a shoe commercial, but also like I get the bungee jumping and skydiving are two different things, but are they really that different that you need to do both before you die? Like, no. can you just check one and be like, well, I got the same kind of deal going. Maybe he's bungee jumping into a shark tank. That'd be cool. Maybe, maybe I still see the need to do skydiving and bungee jumping in the same day. If you've got a limited time to knock stuff off the list, he's crossing them off his list either way. And, uh, then Coop's like, you know what, you two? You mean a lot to me. I've got some uh, some parting gifts for you as well. So he goes and gets his box out of his room. First thing he pulls out is his grandfather's grandfather's watch, and he gives it to Nicole, who's not very excited because it doesn't even work. She goes and yeah. puts that in her room. I wonder she, she probably can't even tell. Oh, I guess she can't tell time because she later tells us what time the watch says, but um she goes and puts that away not very excited tyler's gift is uh coop's basketball cards he gives him a nice stack not even in sleeves not even a binder these things are probably worthless i think i think they have a rubber band on them even worse um <laughs> tyler's like let me get that michael jordan basketball card too and just another random card out of a shoebox so mark cares a lot about these cards but uh the prize gift for tyler tyler's getting a lot more than uh nicole by the way oh uh, yeah yeah a key to the house. Everything he's always wanted. Here you go. It's on a string. Put it around your neck. And he's like, let me kick you out of the house one more time for good measure. And he kicks him out of the house. The last time he's ever going to do it. Vanessa comes down and she's like, hey, Mark, uh, did you hear the doctor called? He's like, yeah, I heard. And like thinking that she's talking about the first time that the doctor called, which is what he thinks is happening, that he's dying. But obviously it's not. So there's miscommunication going on right here about what Coop knows and what's actually happening. Right. And and I don't know if, is it here we find out from Vanessa that he was fine? Like he, a little, know a little that. Before. he doesn't hear that. A little okay. before. Yeah, we already talked about that. I'm sorry. My bad. Um, but yeah. We go later in the kitchen. It's almost party time. The decorations are up. People are showing up. Everyone's dressed in black because it's an over-the-hill themed party. And That was uh, a nice touch, right? Because having everybody dressed in black... Makes you think it's like a funeral or something, right? A funeral, yeah. That was a good touch. Good little little idea there. So Mark gets home. Uh, Geneva tells everyone to hide because Mark's home. He walks in. He still thinks he's dying, especially when he comes in and sees everyone or sees uh, Geneva dressed in black and like black balloons everywhere. Goes in the living room. Everyone yells, surprised. He thinks still thinks that they're all there to like celebrate his life and this is going to be the last party kind of thing. 
But eventually, Geneva's like, no, Mark, this is not a funeral. This is an over-the-hill party for your birthday. And Well, before, before that, we got to talk about Nicole and Tyler coming down. What do they do? They sing 1999. They they do a performance. We get a we get a end of the show performance from Tyler and, oh, and Nicole. I, how I missed that. Yeah, especially when they're like on the on the like uh, coffee table, like singing and dancing. Was it good? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Coop's all excited Raven, now. They Raven's a pro. This completely flipped everything that he cared about because now he's all excited. Oh yeah, party time! Let's go. And then it all turns back when Thaddeus brings in that park sign for Mark's Park. Literally, the sign says, Thaddeus White presents Mark Park. So not even Mark Cooper, not even his name. And it has Thaddeus' name on there as well. So Mark's like, give me that money back. I, he wanted the money back before he saw the sign. He has, he went to, he started asking for the money back before he brought in the Presented sign. And the then sign. he brought in the sign. And it's even worse at that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. Mark Park, it's got a good ring to it. End yeah, I mean, it, of episode. It sounds okay, I guess. Yeah, but no one knows it's Mark Cooper. It could just be any Mark, you know? True. Credit scene. Uh, it's after the party now. Decorations are all over the place. Geneva. Uh, or they're doing gifts with Mark is what they're doing. Like, the family's doing gifts. And uh, Nicole has re-gifted his grandfather's grandfather's watch back to him. And uh, Tyler got him a half-eaten candy bar. And when he asks, he asks Tyler, what about my basketball cards? And he's like, oh, I traded them. And let me make sure I got this right. He traded them for a ball of string. Is that right? That's correct. That's correct. And the baby Ruth he got out of the, the trash can. This ball of string thing confuses me. I mean, obviously I Tyler knows that his basketball cards are worth well. something. He asked for the Michael Jordan rookie card. I, I was surprised as well. I don't know. But anyways, uh, then Geneva and Vanessa reveal their gift for Coop. They give him a key and say it's in the garage. He runs out there excited, and it's just that lawnmower. They talked about this early in the episode that we forgot to mention. Presumably it's a riding lawnmower. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, just for him to do work around the house, though, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. Riding, a riding lawnmower is a lot less uh, work effort than uh, push lawnmower. Yeah. So that's it. That's our episodes. This is where we rank them. I will go first. Uh, I got Coop at two, and I got Family Matters at one. I think I liked uh, the Family Matters a lot more than you did, but I don't know where your episodes will still fall. Look, I didn't. Neither of these episodes did much for me. I didn't. I didn't really think it was a strong week. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously the the topic on Family Matters is important, and they 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 addressed it in a great way. I mean, it was a good. It was good content. I mean, for that matter, I'll probably put it at one just for that piece and then hang with Trick Cooper at two, but, but I don't if, know. If, I, if I, Cody was on this week talking about cars, though, it would not have been number one. It, was a good, it depends. I mean, you know, Cody, some good some good Brendan in there. Yeah, I mean, they could easily they could easily stolen the week, but this, it just didn't do much for me this week. So what do we got coming up next week on the show? Are we back to four episodes? We're still doing? Not yet. Not so yet. next week is going to be three episodes. So right. Family Matters will be in reruns. We've got Boy Meets World Season 1, Episode 14. I will text you which episode that is so okay. you watch the right one. Okay. Uh, thanks, Disney. Step by Step Season 3, Episode 15. And Hang on with Mr. Cooper Season 2, Episode 15. All right. Three episodes next week. Make sure you're here to follow along with us. Thank you once again to The Real Young Kiss for the theme song this week. 
Real Young Kiss. Do we mention uh, Steve the the '90s con announcement? Or since they don't ever want us there, should we just move past it? Uh, we can mention it. We've got listeners up in Connecticut. I know we do. So okay. Uh, okay. yeah, '90s con has announced a few things. Um, the biggest TGIF thing, the thing that we've been asking for, and they finally yeah. did it. It only took uh, Suzanne Summers dying to ha- make it happen. Uh. Step-by-step reunion happening at 90s Con in Connecticut. They've got uh, pretty much everyone that's alive except for Brendan and JT, JT. right? Yeah, I will say I Chris Castillo and um, Dana. Dana, I can't remember her real yeah. name, are, to me, are two huge gets because of the way, because of how kind of private and non- showbiz they are right now um one's a teacher one's working at a law firm right well she's a, like a da for los angeles but yeah she's an attorney yeah um so i those to me are hu- two huge gets as far as that lineup goes but cody's there you know frank you got all the you can all go the, without me i wouldn't be upset all the women i'd rather see if they do it for tampa but um all the women are going to be there uh it's a it's a good it's a good little lineup it's a shame that they can't get the other two guys but maybe they'll get those at it at the last minute yeah you saw the other little announcement another one of your favorite shows that are doing hey dude for. hey dude hey dude's yeah. a big one for me yeah yeah um, we could still go steve you could go i don't think i can do it <laughs> so anyways 90s con that's big 90s con in connecticut. connecticut i don't have the dates for you right now but uh i mean we could probably look it up 90s uh, yeah. con <sighs> 2024. I don't even know how to type anymore. Uh, Mar- oh, it's the same weekend as Galaxy. Oh, Con, well, I think. we will definitely not be there. What is Galaxy um, March- Con's date? Same one, March 15th. Yeah, literally the exact same weekend. So now we know why they don't have Urkel because the better Con got Urkel. I mean, the 90s Con. Oh, well, that's true. 90s Con has some good, some interesting. Li- the, the Gina Davis, Susan Sarandon, Thelma and Louise reunion to me is like a huge deal. I don't even understand how they made that happen. Money. Um, well, sure. Money. And then they got the that's, new that's how they made that happen. Sure, yeah. You're right. Both, both are going to be great. Again. If you're cool, I would yeah. just say if you're closer to Connecticut, go to that. If you're closer to Virginia, go to Galaxy Con. Make it easy. And if you're yourself. in the middle, come to us. Come to Richmond. Definitely come to us. Um, yeah. 90s Con happens twice a year. So a lot of times they overlap guests. So you'll have a chance to go to that in Florida when it comes up. So we'll see. Um, we will. Yeah. So. Other than that, uh, we said thank you, Real Young Kiss. Uh, follow us on social media at TGIFCast. Email is TGIFCast at gmail.com. We'll be back with a little longer of an episode next week, but a little shorter than it usually is, but three new episodes for you to uh, watch, catch up, and then follow along with us next week on the show. That is right. Have a good week, Steve. You got it, dude. It is Friday night, and the mood is right. Let's have a nice time. Gonna have some fun. Show you how it's done. TGIF. It is Friday night, and the mood is right. Let's have a nice time. Gonna have some fun. Show you how it's done. TGIF. It is Friday night, and the mood is right. Let's have a nice time. Show you how you've done TGI. TBA Podcast.